Hello, everybody. I am so excited to introduce today's guest on the show. We have Jenna Zoe as our guest today, but before we get into that episode, I'm going to do a little intro here by myself. This is kind of a new way I'm going to be uh, recording the podcast interviews on this show. I'm going to be doing a little kind of intro before we get into the episode, and for everyone wondering, I'm going to be officially relaunching this podcast with a new branding, new title on Sunday. So if you're listening this week, it's going to be on Valentine's Day. I just realized that. <laughs> um, but just wanted to do a little life update before we get into Jenna's amazing episode. I really love this girl. She's she's a great girl, and uh, I can't wait for you to listen to this one. But before we get into it, I just wanted to, I guess, share a little life updates with you. This has been a very busy month so far. Lots of changes, as you guys have been probably hearing lots about on Instagram and past episodes. I'm finally relaunching the rebrand of the podcast. I've had this podcast for almost three years now, and I'm really over the name Mimi B. I'm over it. It is so not my vibe anymore. So the new branding is going to be really in line with this kind of new persona of myself <laughs> that I have online. And it's just going to be called Mimi. So you'll call it the Mimi podcast or just Mimi. And yeah, that's just what's happening. And the branding, I cannot wait to show it to you. Um, it's super elevated and just neutral and cool. And I'm very pumped uh, in the back end over here when it comes to my life, business, all that jazz. It's been very busy. I've just hired on a big strategy marketing team. Um, we're really diving deep into the future of Mimi Method, the future of everything that I'm going to be uh, doing online and, and with you and just seeing how I can best capitalize on my strengths and delegate my weaknesses, which is very, very good and a very good tip for anyone listening that not even if you have your own business, just like in, in general in life, if there are things that you really hate doing um, in your life, if there is a way for you to delegate that in any single way, I would highly suggest doing so. I think, I don't know about you, but for me, for so long, I've just always wanted to do everything myself because I thought, you know, who else is going to do it better than me, right? I always had that mentality of like, it's my life. I know exactly what I want. Who could possibly do what I want better than me? And I always had that mentality of just like, um, you're not wanting to give responsibility away. So the past, I think year especially, but the past couple months for sure, uh, the most, I have been delegating a lot more and it feels really good. And, you know, these people are a lot better at things than I would be. So it's it's a really great next move for myself and my business is just giving responsibility away and building a really great team. So I'm just so happy to have all of you on this journey with me and continue to support me all the time and just be there for me. And I've been really trying to spend a lot of time going through DMs um, the past couple months. I often miss so many of them. So if you ever send me important messages, just send it to me again. Um, you know, I think a beautiful thing about this community growing a lot is that we're getting a lot more traction when it's like in DMs or messages or Facebook messages or community stuff. Like it's, it's amazing. And I'm so excited about it, but I also have like massive guilt when I don't answer every single person. So please do not um, think that I'm ignoring you. I genuinely just, I have so much on my plate. So just keep sending me uh, a, the same DM or just email me um, if you guys have anything to say. Anyway, now moving to the episode, I cannot wait for you to meet Jenna. She's so sweet. And let's just jump right into it. This is Jenna Zoe. She's founder of myhumandesign.com. Today, we're going to be talking all about human design. You know, I didn't even know what human design was a couple months ago. And I like from a beginner, from like a starter's perspective, I would kind of say it's it's similar to I want to say like astrology almost because it is birth and time related, but it's also just like so spot on. Like I was skeptical at first because I didn't really know. And then I looked into it and I was like, whoa. So hi, Jenna. <laughs> Welcome to my audience. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure to meet you. And the same with you. Like I love following you. As soon as I got a message from you and, you know, heard a little bit about you from 
Kenzie and Jordan, I think you just, yeah, when you see someone's energy or when your energy is aligned with someone, you kind of just like on both ends, it's a match, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about what you do because, you know, for everyone listening that doesn't even know what human design is, what is it? Like, how do you explain it to people? And like, why is it so damn accurate? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the interesting thing about human design is it actually is similar to astrology because it does take into account um, parts of astrology, which is actually just the positioning of the planets when you're born. Um, But it also incorporates a lot of other modalities that existed in the world. So um, the I Ching, which is Chinese, and the chakra system, and the Kabbalistic tree of life. And so it was actually founded by um, a guy like 34 years ago who was in an eight-day meditation. Basically, he heard a voice and he ended up listening to it for eight days. And it described to him like how to fuse all these different systems together to create some new knowledge based on what those systems can already tell us, right? Like chakras are so um, helpful in some ways. And so is the I Ching and so is astrology and so is Kabbalah. And like, it was a way of basically bringing it all together because at the end of the day, like if you go to someone who is speaking truth, it doesn't really matter what the modality is. You can have an amazing astrologer or you can have a terrible astrologer. It's not about the astrology, right? It's about like, is are we using it in a way that's tapping people into truth. And if you speak to an astrologer and a good astrologer or a good human design person or a good Reiki healer, they'll all say the same thing. So the thing about human design though is like, I'm, I'm very skeptical actually. And I didn't believe in any of this spiritual stuff growing up at all. I had a very scientific mind and what appeals to me about, to me about human design is it's very measurable. It's very, um, you put in your birth details, you put in your birth time and it's practical, right? So like you probably know from just hearing some of the videos, it's like, this is your type. This is how to use your energy. This is, you know, you manifest this specific way. So do it that way. You digest this way. You, um, this is your strongest of your six senses. Like it's very, um, it's very implementable into your life. So you can literally like take any one of these nuggets that it's telling you to do, apply it in your own life and see what it brings back to you in terms of like, I call it like your return on investment, right? But like energetic return on investment where it's like, oh, it's actually making me um, put less effort into something and get more bang for my buck out of it. Whereas before I was like pushing and forcing and hustling to trying to make something happen. But with human design, it's just like how to make things a bit more easy because it helps you get into like your specific flow rather than the flow that like this influencer or that guru tells you should be your flow you have your own way, which is so that that's the part that I really think is so cool is like, we're not all built the same. And it's system that shows us how we are built. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. It's so cool. It's all so interesting. And, um, you know, for everyone listening that doesn't know their human design type, you can just go on Jenna's website and just do a simple, like, it's like a fill in questionnaire. It's like three things, your birth time, birth place (laughs) and birth date. And, um, it will just tell you right away what yeah. your human design is. Um, it's super, super cool. Um, I'm curious cause you don't know my human design, right? You, do you know mine or did I have no. I told you? No. Okay. No. I, I want to no. do a test with you. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and I want you to guess. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit before we started recording and we were talking about how, you know, what I do, where I've been all over the world, you know, all that jazz. Um, generator. Yes. <laughs> yeah. you, you got, you literally got it on the first go. I'm a manifesting generator. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> through and I mean, through. I'm not the best at guessing, but when just like from knowing a little bit of your life story, I'm like, yeah, you're doing that super freaking well. Like that's what we, we call it living your design, which means you're kind of like living according to way that you're designed to live. Um, yeah. And it seems like basically every person who's a manifesting generator always like fuses lots of different things into one or does lots of different things at the same time and has many different interests and gets bored easily and moves on quick and gets the quick lesson that you're supposed to think or the pick up the interesting skill and then you know use it or integrate it or move on from it um so they're very kind of like playful big energy so I could tell straight away just from the fact that you've integrated like the Pilates with the walking meditation and the visualization aspects. And even just that, I was like, Oh wow, that's so like innovative and different and out of the box, you know? 
Thank you. You know, it's so funny when I told Kenzie that I was an MG, she was like, no way. I don't know any other ones. Cause she's also one. And we're so similar. Mm-hmm. Like every time we talk, we're like, Oh, me, me too. Oh, me too. Me too. Me too. So it's, it's really funny and, and just crazy. And you know, what's, what's funny as well. When I first went on your website to do my quiz, I looked at all the different types. Cause I think there's what five or four different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it five? Five. Yeah. For your energy. Yeah. That's five. Yeah. So there's five different human designs and I was looking at all of them with the descriptions and I wanted to do a little test, you know, just cause I'm, I'm always a little bit skeptical. So I was like, okay, which one do I think I am? And instantly I was like, I'm an, I'm an MG, I'm manifesting generator. And I did it and, it, and I was, and isn't like only 10% of the population MG or. So there's, so it's interesting. So your energy type is kind of like saying your sun sign. So there's like five energy types, but then within that, within those, then there's like so many more. So you have the way that your intuition works, which would be different. The way your personality is, which is different. Your energy type is just how you use your energy. So manifesting generators are actually on the rise. There's, they're about 30% of the population now because there's more, we need more and more people thinking and living outside of the box. But the interesting thing is, is I believe that it's the type that is the most um, uncommon to see people living it that way, which is probably why you feel like it's rare because think about our world is so linear. It's so in the box. It's like, you do this, you pick it, you become really good at it. And then that's what you do. Right. Whereas like, we don't have that many examples and therefore not much licensing to people who are MGs of like, go try this. If it doesn't work in six months time, don't worry, like close the business, actually move on. If you, what you used to judge yourself as it's thinking it was being flaky, it's actually very energetically correct for you because you got it. You mastered it. They're fast people. They don't need to spend, you know, years and years and years learning something, perfecting something. So I think that there's actually very few MGs that you can say are like, really living their design do you know what I mean and so Mm. NGs often do feel like they're really alone in it because everyone else is like yeah I'm going to become an accountant and then I'm going to say you know less and less these days but you know we come from that world where it's like you pick a profession you stay with it you pick your partner you stay with him you pick your place you're going to live you stay with him Mm. and you go slow Um, manifesting generators they can often get (laughs) pretty impatient with like the pace that everyone else moves at because you're like come on, just do it. Hurry up, like make the decision. Um, and that's just the way that they're built. And they're here to liberate us into really like imagining unconventional parts that we can take in life, which is, I'm like totally fascinated by them. If you can't already tell, um, makes me so happy to hear. Thank you. (laughs) No, honestly, it's, it's so, it just, it really clicked when I looked into this because, you know, my entire life I felt a little bit different in a weird way. Like, you know, I kind of felt stuck when everyone else was doing the same thing. I, I never felt like 100% living my truth um, up until I moved away from home at a really young age and just like started my my new life in London. It's kind of what I had to do, I think, to leave. And, um, you know, I think there are so many different aspects to why. And I just, I don't ever feel like I want to live where I grew up in Toronto. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I I left the second I could and, and it just makes sense now because, you know, just reading everything and listening to all the videos. Like I, I listened to your video on eating for manifesting generators and it made a lot of sense for me as well. Like there was a lot in it. So, you know, what, what's yours? Are you, I know, remember you said it once you're a generator. Did you say I'm a projector projector? Okay. I'm a projector. And then what's the basis? Like maybe we can kind of go over the basis really quickly of all five. We've already kind of gone over MG and then there's generator, manifester, projector, Mm -hmm. and, uh, reflector. Okay. Yes. Jordan's reflector. Yeah. Um, Basically, so your energy type is the part of um, your chart that describes to you how to use your energy. So, you know, we put our energy out there and then what comes back to us? Are we attracting opportunities? Are we attracting flow? Are we attracting the right people to us? Are we manifesting easily? That's what your energy type can tell you. So there are five different main energy patterns in this world and everyone falls into one of them. So we've covered MGs. Um, And then we have generators and generators are the um, sort of like, um, they're the Oprah's of this world where unlike an MG that's like, I'm going to pull a little bit of this and I'm going to do a little bit of this and then I put it all together. Like Oprah has staged a just kick-ass interviewer and got better and better and better and better at it over time. So generators are really here for like 
dancing with the same craft and like mastering it over time, right? And so it's a slower energy and it's a more dedicated energy. Neither is better or worse. It's just about what's energetically correct for you. And generators are actually people who they're here to like, I guess, um, spread good energy into other people. So when a generator is happy, they actually produce so much energy that they energize everyone else. And actually the same goes in a different way to manifesting generators because manifesting generators have a more like liberate you type of energy, which they spread. Whereas like generators are that kind of like, I like to say it's like sparkly. You know what I mean? They're just like so lit up and joyful that you just like love to be around them. And they like love people generators. So you just like want to you consume everything they consume or, you know, everything that they're putting out there for you and any product, any service, like you'll just do it because you just love to be around a generator. So like JLo is a generator. Like I said, Oprah is a generator. Um, Beyonce is a generator. I know there's all in the same industry, but it's a, it's just gives you a good flavor of like, that's what they do. They're just when they're so happy, you just like can't get enough of them. Those are generators. Um, and so for a generator, it doesn't matter what they do. It just matters that they do the thing that really makes them happy because when they do, it increases their energy and then they can, that can spill out of them into the rest of the world. So that's generators and they have like their biggest challenge is really understanding that ironically the way that you're going to make people most happy is about thinking about what makes you happy not going out of your way to make them happy first so that's a really big thing for them and then you have projectors and projectors are people who we call them non-energy beings along with reflectors meaning that they um they magnify other people's energy. They don't create their own energy. So you as an MG, when you're doing something that you love, you could do it all day, like no problem, like and just not get tired because your system is producing its own energy. Projectors, and that's the same for generators. Projectors, actually, when they're around other people that are energized, so like if I'm around you, I'm going to be more energized. And what I'm going to do is that's going to pull the productivity out of me. That's going to pull the doing out of me. But as a projector, um, you're actually not here. It's not so much about what you do. It's about you refining what you see. Because projectors each have a different way that they're really skilled at um, seeing something in a new way, being able to tweak, to change, to guide. And so if a generator is doing this life path, a projector can say like, this is a way to make it more efficient. Or like, why don't you try going this way instead of that way? Or I'm going to give you a little hack for that, right? So they're, they're kind of like, I always say that they're the birds up on the trees that can kind of like just help you refine as you go. And so every projector, um, instead of trying to do, 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 it's about what you see, see, see. And the more you refine what you see and the more you um, make it easy for people to receive that seeing, whether it's because you create a product, whether it's because you offer your services or you make art with it or whatever it is, that's, a, that's the gift of a projector. And then you have manifestors and manifestors. This is really interesting. I'm so into like the history of the types and um, historically almost every royal person and every person that conquered a country in history was a manifestor. Okay. Wow. So they used to be like, yeah. So they used to be like the leaders. They were like the trailblazers. They were like, I'm going here and you guys are all coming with me. And so manifestors now it's interesting because now they're not so much about you know, creating physical movements, like taking over countries, but it's more about um, creating energetic movements, worlds within worlds. So if you think about someone like Gloria Steinem, who's a manifesto, like she created a movement, you know, or um, JK Rowling, she's like created a movement, like Harry Potter is a movement, you know what I mean? And so those kinds of people with manifestors, it's really about no longer um, being a manifestor of the old days where it's like, I'm going here, you guys all have to come with me. But it's like, I'm going to just go and do, I'm going to liberate myself and give myself the permission to go and do my thing. And when I tell everyone about what I'm doing and what I'm up to when I'm super transparent, then anyone who's actually interested to get on my train is going to come with me. And so in doing so, being they, they tend to be shady manifestors. That's when they're kind of not living their design and they can be secretive and they can try to people please and hide when they allow themselves to just do what they do and just be totally transparent and open and okay with it. The right people will be like, can I help you with that? Or I want to come with you or let me buy the book or, you know, Oh my God, you need an assistant or whatever. So as long as they're kind of just like going for their path, that's really the thing about manifestors. And when you find one that's doing something that is aligned for them, you will just want to go on that train. Cause it's like, the most highest, happiest feeling ever. My boyfriend's and, a manifester. 
Is he? Yeah. Wow. You know, they're only 8% of the population. No way. That's mm-hmm. like the one I was getting confused with. It's very interesting. I don't think he was living the manifestor truth for a really long time until this year. And I've been watching it happen. So it's very cool. Wow. That's amazing. So Mm. reflectors. Um, So that's like Mm. Jordan for everyone listening, Jordan. um, She's actually her episode. um, We did an episode a couple weeks ago. It's going to be released soon. Jordan Younger from the balanced blonde. We're talking about her. She's a reflector. So that what Mm. she kind Mm -hmm. of explained to me with that, when we were talking about it, um, that means that she really just takes energy from the people that she is around. Right. Yes. So they're also non-energy beings, but reflectors take energy from people in a whole other way where they literally, when they're around someone, they can literally become that person. Like they literally feel what it is to become that person. So they're the ultimate chameleons because they literally, their identity is not fixed. It shifts so much. And the idea, you know, behind why we even need reflectors is because they actually belong in the middle of a tribe or a group of people to show us all like they're a mirror that's why they're called reflectors it's like when you look at a reflector what do you see if you're listening to this and you know someone who's a reflector think of three or five words to describe the reflector that you know in your life because that you know how we say everyone's our mirror like it's like extra in a reflector because they literally will shift to become more like you when you're with them Wow. Yeah. I remember in the podcast at one point, Jordan, I gave her a compliment or I said something and she was like, <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Like pointing it back at you. Um, That's really so it's cool. a different kind of wisdom than, than everyone else's wisdom because it's, it's not a wisdom that lives in the mind or in the seeing for them. It's a wisdom that lives in the literally feeling what it is to feel like you. Um, and, and it's beautiful because basically how it's designed is that when everyone is living their energy type, we all benefit each other so much. When I'm trying to be you, I'm not doing as good of a job as it, at it. So it's not benefiting anyone. We're both losing out. Whereas like when you're doing your energy type and I'm doing my energy type, then we have enough guidance. We have enough people thinking. We have enough people refining their craft. We have enough people trailblazing. We have enough people showing us where we're at. It's the perfect synergy and the perfect harmony and you know, that's how our world is as a race, as a human race, that's how we're all supposed to function is like, um, you know, synergistically. Very cool. Very cool. I also love following you on Instagram because your captions and your talking stories and stuff are so insightful. Like you're a really good person to follow on Instagram. Like you're, you're, you're adding value left, right, and center. And, um, you know, how, like, let's talk about your personal journey a little bit. Like, did you have to go through a lot of your own personal development? Cause this is kind of what, what human design is. So it is personal development, right? Um, it's learning more about yourself and taking what you want out of things that you're learning about your design and, you know, applying it, seeing if it works for you and all that jazz. So like, I would love to hear yeah. just your story and, and just how you, like, were you always this positive person wanting to help people or do you have to go through your own stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh god I mean Mimi when I think back like even just that lot like even just you saying that it's just like oh my gosh so I um well I'm almost 34 so um 11 years ago I like I said to you I was super into like scientific I you know that side of things and I was raised in a very you know, in a household that there wasn't much room for feelings and for um, the range of emotions. And that's another thing that human design really helped me with because in human design, the world is split into emotional people and non-emotional people. And um, my both of my parents are non-emotional and I was emotional. So that, that caused a lot of um, pain and feeling misunderstood and not heard and not seen and all that stuff in my life. Anyway, so it was just, I was very repressed for a very long time. You know, it was like, this is what you do with life. There was no concept of like joy and creating what you want and being happy. And, you know, it was just a very switched off, numbed existence. And I remember being very skeptical about Kabbalah and a friend of mine said, you have to go to my astrologer in the Kabbalah center. She's incredible. Like, trust me, you have to go. That was the first time I ever went to any of these things. I was 23. I went and my whole world shifted because this woman had managed to read me like an open book without me even 
like I just was like, how? There's got to be something to this. What's so Kabbalah? Said, Sorry to interrupt you. What What is Kabbalah? So Kabbalah, yeah. So Kabbalah, a lot of people think it's a cult like Scientology, which also I used to think. Um, but it's actually just an ancient system of wisdom that is um, rooted in the same roots as Judaism. So it's kind of like the mystical side of Judaism. Um, and essentially it just explains like how the universe works, how energy works. The whole basis of it is that we come here to be more like the light, like God, right? So we are the light and the whole point of this life is to correct what we came to correct, to get rid of um, all the egoic stuff and to become all the qualities that the light has, right? So we are souls on this journey and um, that's all the stuff that it describes. Things that now 11 years later are a bit more obvious, but I remember 11 years ago, like, that was like a totally, you know, closet thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's so full, Mimi, it's so full of wisdom. It's just, it's, it's never ending. It really is. And I have such a deep reverence for it because without Kabbalah, I just never would have been open to, you know, my whole world would not have um, sh- changed and shifted. So this then reader, it, this Kabbalah reader, it's kind of, she was kind of uh, medium as well, or she looked at your chart and then just read it from there. She's a, she's very, very, very intuitive. Um, but the way they teach astrology and Kabbalah is very interesting too because it's about soul's journey and where you were, what your past lives were, what you're here to correct in this life. So it's all based in, it's very mystical. Mm-hmm. So that kind of opened up my whole world. And then from there, I just literally drank everything. The, cool, the full spiritual Kool-Aid, let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, I was at every Gabby Bernstein lecture, every Wayne Dyer thing, every Oprah episode, YouTube every night for hours and hours. And, you know, I don't even think that there was podcasts or maybe they weren't even big that long ago, but it was YouTube, right? So there was a lot of like good stuff on YouTube and Abraham Hicks and all this stuff. And I just soaked it up. But then I also realized that you know, there is a side of the spiritual world where it's great to know all these things and to know these principles, but I want to look for people that are giving me things that actually help me change my life rather than help me feel like I'm powerless sometimes because you're the guru, you're telling me what to do, and I'm just not good because I'm not getting it or I'm not, my life isn't where your life is. Right. There was, I felt very disempowered at the beginning of my spiritual journey. And so when I found human design about seven, eight years ago, I was like, Oh wow, this is something that's actually telling me my roadmap of how to do things. And I feel like I can do that. Cause that sounds like a way that I want to do it. I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to be like have a three hour long morning routine because my design is that I'm inconsistent. So I can't do that every day or, um, you know, I can't press on and crush it and do this and have, you know, some people it's great for them to have a strategy. Some people it's not good for them to have a strategy. Some people it's good that they're very, very specific about what they want. Some people it's more general. And I was like, Oh, I get it. Like we're not failing and we're not doing it wrong. We're just individual. And this is a way of, I felt seen. I was like, this is me. This is how I'm supposed to do it. So um, I, that was kind of my second light bulb when I discovered human design. But my own spiritual journey was very much, even though the academic portion of it was easy for me, like the learning, the soaking it up, the da 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 the real reward for me has been discovering joy through all of it, you know, and remembering that this stuff, all the spiritual stuff is meant to help us live a better life. You know, it's not about knowing more than our friends or being this Mm -hmm. smart person. It's like, is this actually making you happier? And that was the hardest thing for me to really break through. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you didn't know it when you were a kid, it wasn't a goal. It wasn't like what life is about. And is that now your meaning of what life is about like is that what's your biggest goal in life my biggest goal in life I actually would say is to do what my soul came here to do like I I really resonate with this idea that it isn't about us you know I think we there's so much talk about like you know your worth and what are you here to do and you know those kinds of things where I've really come to understand that it isn't about us. And when we get out of the way, it's so much easier. When I think about it's, it's, I'm not Jenna, 
I'm just a soul that is here. I made a commitment to share my gifts with the world. And whatever those gifts are, I have to do that because when my soul reunites with the light at the end of my life and the light says, okay, soul, did you come here? Did you go and do what you wanted to do? I want to be able to say yes. Like I did that. I shared with others. And that's what makes us truly happy anyway. It's like being able to share, you know, and being able to shine from our essence into the world. Like I just think there's nothing... I know that we're happy when we do that and that's when we are our most fulfilled. And that is also where joy comes from as well, right? So yeah, I think that's my biggest thing. But then my other biggest thing, my second thing would be like, yeah, you know, creating joy in the moment, waking up and being happy and feeling life and just feeling so grateful for it all and not taking everything so heavily and seriously and snapping myself out when I'm in those down moments and those telling myself stories about, oh God, it's going to be so hard. I'm like, hold on, why do you think it's going to be hard? Maybe it isn't going to be hard. You know, even just those little shifts. um, That's my kind of like, that's a huge thing for me that has genuinely turned around like the quality of my life. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you something that's changed the quality of my life that I struggled with? Gosh, I think probably since I was like six or seven or eight years old, my whole life, like I'm, I'm 24 right now. And ever since I was that age up until I would say really this year, I had struggled heavily with not feeling like I'm there yet. And just waiting, like, like I'll be happy when, and never fully living in the moment. And gosh, I struggle with it every day still, but I now have my, the tools and stuff that I use to try to be in the moment. But ever since I was a very young girl, it was like, I'll be happy when I look that way, when I have that partner, when I make more money and I never was living in the moment. Wow. That's amazing. Amazing that I figured it out and didn't live longer, but like, gosh, yeah. Wasted so long. And a lot of people waste their entire lives waiting. So, and yeah. That's where, like, we're so lucky that we even, you know, I think even if it's your last day that you figure it out on, on planet Earth, like, that's fine too. But we're so lucky that we have access to all this stuff now, you know, like, we just really, there's, we just, oh God, we're so blessed. It just blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, because it's so available, we take it for granted too, you know, like, so many yeah. people don't even like, just cause it's there. They think, Oh, you know, it won't expire. I can look at it when I can do this and do this research, read this information, apply these principles. Like, cause everyone thinks we have unlimited time, you know, which, you know, I guess a lot of people yeah. do believe that we do if they believe in reincarnation and whatever. But I, at the end of the day, we have this one life being us. And, um, my biggest fear in life is waking up one morning when I'm on my deathbed at whatever age, hopefully 150. (laughs) That's my goal. Um, And looking back on my life and thinking, oh my God, what if, like, what if I did this and regret is the biggest fear. What's, what's your biggest fear if you have one? Ooh, I think it's connected to my biggest joy. Like my biggest fear is, is not being in my essence Mm -hmm. because I spent so long out of it. And I know, you know, what human design deals with is, is your conditioning. The things you were told to be when you were a kid by society, by parents, by caregivers, by schooling, whatever. And it's the process of deconditioning. So you can go back to being who you came here to be. And I've spent so long being the exact opposite of who I am now that I sometimes have, it's funny that you bring this up today because I was contending with this this morning and I was like, shit, I haven't felt like this in such a long time. Like I haven't felt this feeling in a while now, which I guess that's also how you measure the progress. But I was like, wow, it's, I'm still scared of this situation that's presenting itself to take me away from my essence. And that's the thing that I'm still really afraid of. And I need to get to a place where I know that nothing outside of me takes me out of my essence except for me. And I need to take responsibility for that, you know, like I have full power, therefore I accept the full responsibility. If I say someone else is doing it, then that makes me the victim, right? That Mm -hmm. makes me powerless to change it. Mm -hmm. So you always, I always try to make it come back to myself, but for sure, when I don't feel like me, I get, I call it like, um, 
inauthenticity hangover. You know what I mean? Like when you've been fake or you've said oh something you know insincere, I literally like, I feel my chest tighten afterwards or the next day I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I said, I mean, this used to happen to me a lot more about you to be like, you know, why would you say let's meet up soon if you don't yeah. actually do that? Like why? <laughs> you know? I and know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good that it hurts us that much because it's a sign from the universe saying you can no longer afford to do that, honey. And you're not actually helping this person by saying that either. If mm. they're, if you're, if it's not helping you, it's not helping the other person either. So like, you've got to get that one out of your mind. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of how my universe or my God speaks to me. She, it gets a little sassy sometimes. <laughs> so, um, you know, she's like, listen, honey, if it isn't benefiting you, it's not benefiting anyone else. So you've got to cut that crap, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's my, that's my kind of worst thing is when I feel like someone else is not allowing me to be me when it's really me that isn't allowing me to be me. So insightful. So insightful. You know, what really I've learned from learning my human design as well is um, energy, like me feeling low energy means that I'm not doing something in alignment with who I'm supposed to be with my true self. And that hit home because I would have random days of being exhausted. Like you can't even like, just my eyes would just be like, you know, I can't even open them so tired. And maybe it was a podcast with someone, you know, full disclosure, like not, not like not, not recently, but like, maybe it was that maybe it, you know, was having a conversation with someone. Maybe it was going out for coffee with a friend. Maybe it was a phone call with a friend. And like wow. just feeling so tired. Like there are friends where I'll have phone calls with them and I'm like, I just need to nap. And I like mm-hmm. almost feel bad because it's not like there's anything wrong with them. Um, over time, obviously that's faded. Uh, you know, you put a little bit of distance naturally when you feel that way. But uh-huh. that was a really big learning tool that, that I've learned. Um, and by the way, I'm still super new. I bought two videos. I'm going to go buy more because they're really good. Like I'm very new to this still. Thank you. Um, no, they are really good. And I texted you after I was like, these are really good. (laughs) (laughs) And I really appreciate when, when just anytime that someone takes the time, I think if you, you know, we're all so busy that like, if you take the time to tell someone a compliment, I think, you know, you you could be doing so many other thousand things with your time. So I'm so aware of like when that happens, I'm like, Oh wow, I really have to make sure that I take that in. Cause that's so beautiful. So I was really heartwarmed by the fact that you, that you sent me that. Um, but you should do, I'm going to say, I'll send it to you, but you should do your profile video because profile is a part of human design. That's kind of like your personality. And so you and I could be different energy types. We could have the same profile and it's about the way that others see us and also the way we see ourselves. And it's always different, right? Like your inner personality and then you have like an outer persona and an archetype. And that also, I think is really, I mean, just learning about profile is like, you, you know, you could get lost in there for days because it's like everyone learns differently. Everyone socializes differently. Different people energize differently. Like there's so much to it. Um, but as a manifesting generator, you know, what you're saying now is so true because you are ruled by your gut. And you probably have me say that in the video, like they are ru- the part of your body that rules your entire system is your gut. And so your gut is a part that creates energy. It creates that productivity. And the gut is kind of fueled by desire. And so when you do something that is lighting you up, you actually create more energy. So anytime that you're doing something that exhausts you, that's just the universe's way of saying, this is not what you, I want you to be spending your time with on, you know, like you said, so beautifully and perfectly, like it's so refreshing to hear you say, you know, just because, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it's just not meant to be and you didn't blame the person for being no. draining or toxic or any of those things which I think is so beautiful that you know like the perspective that it's hard to love way, someone simply- yeah sorry to interrupt you it's hard to like I have yeah. friends that I love and I will be mm. friends with them just because I love them but like my energy is so dominant and there is this are very submissive and and small that I just like I give so much my energy I don't even know if it's like on purpose. It's just how it is. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's all so interesting. I think since living with my boyfriend, we've been together for three years and he's very analytical by the books grounding, like he grounds the hell out of me. And that's really helped I think as well, because I was always like, 
there, here, everywhere, all over the place, trying to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I think he it gives me that analytical, um, you know, more organized and like everything is in a certain place. Like it's so funny. Like our, we have the, a closet where we share. His side's all perfect. Mine's like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that's, are there any, let's talk about that quickly. Like, are there uh, specific other designs? Like, for example, can a reflector data projector or like, are there certain no-nos um, in the kind of relationship space within the designs? Yeah. So the most important thing to know about relationships is that as long as you're attracted to someone it's a match because, and then what, what the work is, is to be understanding of like, okay, the reason why I pick up this dishcloth every day when I'm doing this is for a reason. But when I see him doing the same thing, I assume he's doing it for the reasons that I do it, but it's actually a completely different reasoning for him. So it's all, all about like when you can understand how someone works so differently to you and not think that that makes you worse or makes you better or makes one of you have to become like the other that's really the work of integrating your relationships because when you when you're with somebody someone else your two individual human design charts are like layered on top of each other a composite chart so your charts come together and you have a design of the two of you combined like you have a different design that combines the two of you so like i'm a projector and jordan is a reflector when we're together we make a generator so then you have to know like what that middle energy is. But in terms of chemistry and in terms of friendship, there are different um, combinations. Like some relationships need a lot of friendship and not that much chemistry, some friend uh, attraction, let's say, and some, you know, relationships are the other way around. They need a lot of like passion and fighting and, but maybe not even having that much in common. So what you want to be looking for is those lines in your chart. You know, you see all those like um, lines that come out of the boxes. The more you have the same lines, those are grounds for similarity. So that's what creates the friendship. When you have lines that are opposite each other, when you have completely different lines, that's the chemistry. Because it's like, ooh, it's something so different from me. It's so mysterious. It's so sexy and enchanting and, you know, unknown. And that's kind of what makes it fizzly and exciting. So different people also have different, um, you know, some people want more of the chemistry and the passion, but, you know, some people actually, that's exhausting for them, you know? So it's just about also what different people want but you will notice what the natural um balance of the two is for you when you're with the person that you're you know with your love yeah you'll just know you'll deep down know so incredible so so incredible Mm -hmm. wow well you know we're in december let's i know a lot of people Mm -hmm. listening right now are getting ready to make their goals for the new year like you know fresh start hopefully 2021 is going to be an amazing year and do you have any kind of final words of advice for people listening, you know, on this upcoming year and how to be their, their best selves and just the top things that you've yeah. learned that have really helped you in life. Um, so I think a lot of people this year have obviously, I really truly look around at the people that I know who weren't even on a spiritual path or seeking anything. And this year, all of a sudden everyone is working on themselves and it's truly amazing. And so with that comes a lot of like, what is my purpose? What is my dream life? How do I want to create it? And the main thing I would say to people is firstly, take the time to genuinely look around and explore what that is. Not what the, let's say you're looking at an influencer on Instagram and you're like, oh, I love what they do. I wish I could do what they do. Actually look a bit deeper than that and say, which parts of it do I like though? Which parts of it don't I like? Because you can literally pick pieces from everywhere we think it's so cookie cutter, right? We have to swallow, we have to take the whole thing or none of it at all. It's like, no, I want to do, I love this aspect of what Mimi has got going on, but I also want to do it in a different way in this regard or something like that. So that's number one. And then number two is I would really say like, try and question, try and listen to that voice inside of you that says like, oh, um, you know, whatever that dream is of yours, what are the, but what, but, you know, and buts, ifs, the, you know, um, all those things where it's like, but you can't, I can't make money doing it that way. Or, but I have to have a plan if I do that. Or, but I'd have to give up my job. Like, but, 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 but. And it's like, if you start to question the buts and just pull at the threads, they really come undone. Because if then you come back in and say, who says? 
why just because it's always been that way does it have to be for me because we are here to create completely different rules for the world and so we have to have our imaginations be a little bit stronger than the reality at the moment and so yeah if you think that you can't um have a seven bedroom house by being a florist then you probably won't but if you're like you know what I freaking love floristry and it lights me the hell up and yeah, I want fame for it or yes, I want money, a ton of money for it or yes, I want success or yes, I want impact and you know what? I don't know. I don't have to know how that's all going to add up or how it's going to happen but I'm going to embrace my desire for both and then universe, I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other and then I'll let you take me to where I want to go because I really believe if you want money, if you want impact and it's a true soul want, it's me- you're meant to have that for a reason and that's what's here to motivate you. So go after it. Don't feel shame for those things. Um, and at the same time, let the small seed flower within you. Let yourself be fascinated by glass bottles and the way that you can see that you prefer to have a glass bottle, you know, like, yeah, because maybe you'll be someone that reinvents the whole freaking industry, you know? So it's all that, like, how do we get in our ways? How do we rationalize our dreams away? Like if you can start to dig away at those and kind of scratch those to the side, then the dream has like a clear path, like a clearer path that you're providing for it to just like flow out from you, you know? Mm. So opening up your mind to possibility. Yeah. And looking past your conditioned beliefs to new potentials. That's basically Mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And how, I know we're going to end off soon, but a few tips on like the actionable, like how do people overcome this, them, themselves, the parts of them that they don't want to be anymore? Like I personally love yeah. to journal and meditate. Like that's how I do mm-hmm. a lot of my own self discovery growth. I like to spend time in nature. Like what are the things that you would say to, to some people to kind of incorporate to, to do that? Yeah. So we, you know, you've probably heard this thing of like awareness is the key and it's all about awareness. I think what blocks people with the awareness is that there's still some shame attached around it and they're still taking it, taking it personally. What has really helped me is I, I really believe that we could shift in an instant. If we can look at something and fully admit it, and then not think that that makes us a bad person. So like, oh my gosh, I was doing this because I was trying to control the outcome. Or I was doing this because I was pushing that person away to have the, the upper ground, the upper hand or whatever. You know, like if I can say those things to myself and genuinely not judge myself as being a bad person, but just see the humanness in it, then I can be rid of it the next second. But I have to be fully ready to look at it and admit and call it what it is first. So I do that with myself all the time where I'm like, if I did something that didn't feel quite right, I will say, why did that not feel quite right? Like, why did I do that? But with the kindness to myself, you know, with the understanding of like, you did that because you were afraid or you did that because you were insecure. Like, that's okay. And now Mm -hmm. let's realize that we don't need to do it that way anymore. And we don't need that behavior to protect yourself because you're already strong. So you don't need it. And maybe I'll do it again, maybe tomorrow, but I'll notice it quicker. And then I'll say, that's really good progress, you know? Or like, you know what, I'm seeing how much I'm doing this in my life. And so this is going to be a priority for me to really, it's going to make me want to overcome it even more. So it's never like, I failed, I suck, I'm a bad person, I don't want to look at this. You know, I other. it's like so much sweeter to say like other people drain me than to say I let other people drain me because I want to be liked by them so much. You know, that one's a little dark. That hit home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> But, and for me too, and but unless we can say those things mm-hmm. with love to self, we're always going to be the victim of 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 the of the narratives that we create. You know, yeah. um, that's kind of what I do is I hold myself very accountable, but in a very kind way. That is such a beautiful, amazing piece of actionable actionable advice. That is, I need to do that now. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So where, <laughs> where can everyone find you? Instagram website, how can they find their human design? Where do you want them to check you out? So my website is myhumandesign.com. Um, and like you said at the beginning of the episode, you just put in all your birth details. Your exact birth time matters. So if you have to text your mom or get your birth certificate out, do that. You can't just guesstimate like 3 p.m. because it will 
you know, be off. Um, so that's my website. And then if you, you know, for all the videos, you basically can click on any of the different parts of your chart and it will take you to the videos that relate to it. Um, and then on Instagram, it's just, um, Jenna Zoe is my personal one where I talk more about my own downloads and some of the things we spoke about the second half of this episode. Um, but for the hardcore more like if you want to learn more about human design, we created a separate Instagram for that now. And it's just at um, my.humandesign. Cool. Love that. You know what? I have one more question for you. You said yeah. the timing is really important. I called my mom when I was doing this. I was like, when was I born? What time? She's like, oh, I think it was around 8.30 a.m. What if it's 30 minutes behind? Like, is it how specific, you know? Yeah. So there's some, there's some parts of the chart that need more like exact timing. So like your digestion can literally flip from you being a person that needs to eat hot food to a person that needs to eat cold food in like a few minutes. Usually with your type, there are bigger windows within it changing. So if you don't know your exact birth time, what I normally recommend for people to do is to like enter a few different iterations. So like I would enter 8.30 and 9 and see if it changes, if it's still manifesting generator, then you're you know what I mean? Then you're fine and try and kind of like then go 845 and see if it's still the same and you know, that sort of way. Um, but there's also something called astrological rectification. I don't know if you know what that is. No. If you can't find your birth time, if you can't find your, you know, if you can't locate it through the records, there are some very talented astrologers who can actually work out the time you're born at, which is insane. How yeah. do they do that? Um, what they do is they, it's a very, it takes a long time, it's like a three hour process but it's like a whole questionnaire that you enter into like big memorable moments of your life because they can work out backwards from that, why that would have happened to you at this specific time where your moon must have, must have been if this thing happened to you. And that means where your moon was and you're born. And so then they look at where the moon was on that day for you to be born at that time. Like it's insane. Um, so you can do that as a last resort, but it is expensive because it takes three hours for an astrologer, um, to do that. But if you're born in, America, then most like your birth, your birth time is always on your birth certificate. If you're born elsewhere, you probably need to, you know, you, we do have to do a little bit more digging sometimes. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Jenna, I am so happy that we met like jet. This has been, this hour went by so quickly and it's been so incredible talking <laughs> to you and we need to stay in touch because I absolutely adore you. Honestly. Yeah. Too. right literally right back at you the second I saw your face I was like oh my god love her um I cannot wait to try your um meditations and your program and everything I've been like admiring you from afar since we first connected a month ago now and so I'm really really excited to just go deeper with you and get to know you more